dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. DJ Killer Kid. Boss. And Hazel. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. Inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make the show. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev, and A. Dizzle. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. A. Dizzle. Episode 327. We here, we live, we got a ton of topics to get into today. So, fellas, real quick, how was the week? Dizzle. Slow motion. I think uh I think this is the time. This is like hibernation season. Uh, to kind of maximize my time off of work. I try not to call off the entire first quarter of the new year. So I'm I'm pretty much head down, just working. Uh got a potential real estate client that I'm um cultivating right now so hopefully that turns into something okay um, the 30 year old works <laughs> cultivating how many how many syllables is that cultivating. <laughs> um, up words it's like a scrabble word but uh nah man just working i'm i'm starting to add up how much time off i'm gonna have because I get 12 weeks of parental leave once the baby comes. And then I also still get all of my time that I'm already awarded at work. So that's like a good, I might only be working a few months out of the year. <laughs> it's lit. I took so, off, yeah. I took off six weeks for my first kid, four weeks for my second kid, and six weeks for the third kid. I took it. I took it all. I took it all. Yeah, they're giving me twelve weeks of, of parental leave, and then I still got. I'm doing. I'm trying to do the math. Y'all can do the math. I still got like thirteen days of holiday. I got ninety six paid PTO, and I got a hundred and sixty vacation hours. Damn. So, yeah. I see you. I'm, in, I'm lit. See, baby, doing July. Oh yeah, yeah, baby, doing July. See you in twenty four. Factual. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I'm, I'm not trying to use any time the first quarter, so it's it's lit that second second half of the year. And that's that's, that's about it. Because the first six months is is amazing to go through, so I'm excited for you to have even even had an opportunity, bro, for real. That's dope. Appreciate it. That's dope. Killer was popping. Shit, Dill said it was born. Imagine having COVID. I ain't do shit, shit. Mm. <laughs> um, I've been in the house. My last day of COVID was Wednesday. Had a scheduled off day already Thursday because I had a VA appointment. So I didn't go back to work until yesterday. That was my first day back yesterday. Um, pretty slow, kind of steady day, nothing crazy. Um, on top of all that, um, my kids went to go see their grandma, my wife's side of the fam up in Flint. So they're on their way back now from that, but they traveled up to the Michigan Thursday. So I've been dolo killer since. <laughs> had a VA appointment in the morning, came back, really did nothing. And, 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 oh, I skipped one thing. From Monday 
to today, on top of all that, having all that time, Killer been sports betting like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gonna get into that. Yeah, I'm gonna need some picks. I'll put that trash. I'll leave it there for now, but killing the sports betting. So <laughs> a lot of time to do that. Had a lot of time to just, you know, get prepared. I got a DJ today for a Sweet 16. So just had a lot of time to have to rush and have to overwhelm myself. So this, this like this morning I woke up, started cleaning, been been just getting ready for the family to come back. So just, just chilling. So it's, just, it's been a good, it's been a good week to, with, with all the circumstances that was around. So it's been pretty cool. Yeah, as for me, man, just getting back to work, you know, been off for like almost two weeks. First week back at work, tons of sports talk on the show, just getting it in that way. Um, Stay talk, I felt for you. It was brutal, bro. I'm still not over it. Yeah, I think, was that Monday? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, damn, Ken didn't really want to talk about too much Ohio State talk other than, you know, the key points, but I was like, Ken are going to dig in on him. I was like, that's <laughs> three hours for the boy. I was like, hope he's all right. <laughs> I was not all right because we were off. We were still off on Monday because uh, that was like celebration of the first. But, you know, Tuesday we jumped into a hot and heavy. And then obviously everything that went on on Monday night football. But it was just, just ugh, ugh, talking about it, kept talking about it. People kept wanting to talk about it. I was ready to move on, but, you know, got to do what the listeners want. But uh, that, and then uh, today, I was supposed to get a haircut. I was supposed to probably be getting home right about now, but uh, my barber, he had uh, some personal stuff going on, so he had to cancel on me. So mm. I'm about to be mini fro out here in a minute. So he said he's going to hit me back up when he, when, he, when, he, when he can, when he can get me in. I'm like, uh, okay, because I've never had a, a barber cancel on me. Normally I'm canceling on them because y'all know I'm a hoe out here in the streets when it comes to barber. I'll jump around, but... You know, he's nice with the. <laughs> I got a guy for you. I got a guy. He nice with the Clippers. He cold with it. I, I've been loyal, so to speak, uh, to him. Uh, cutting my hair for the last, like, I guess, uh, year. So, you know, pray for your boy. I'll, I'll shave. That's about it. That's all I'll do. <laughs> well, I just did this morning. I, I'm three weeks since I went to Florida on the 17th. So that was the week I got cut. Then messed around and got COVID. So. I had to just get my neck today. Like, that's all they getting is the underneck. Because if I do anything else, I'm going to fuck it up. So <laughs> I just get it off my neck and, and hope I can get a cut next week. Yeah, man. We're too grown to be having fat haircuts. Yeah man. yeah, man. Well, shoot, man. Let's jump into these topics, man. Obviously, the sports world was shaking up big time on Monday Night Football. DeMar Hamlin, safety for the Buffalo Bills. They're playing Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football. Everybody and their mom is watching this game. This is the biggest yeah. game of the NFL season. First place in the AFC is up for grabs, so all eyes are on it. Y'all watching it. My, uh, you know how we watch football when it's an important game. You got multiple text message threads going. I'm texting with my mom and my aunt and my brother. I'm texting with my brother and my cousin. I'm texting with another group of friends. I'm texting with y'all. Oh, man, it's about to be a good one. Bengals go down, score immediately on the first drive. Buffalo Bills answer back with a field goal drive. Cincinnati gets the ball back, and then that's where the unfortunate incident happens. So since we got a medical professional on the pod, Killer, what was your thoughts when everything went down? So initially when I saw him get up, and then I saw him kind of like try to, you know what I'm saying, situate himself, and then it went very quickly. It went to like, in my mind, it went to like, what the fuck? Like, like that's kind of like the expression you get when that body was kind of like arms out, kind of figuring it out, and then collapsed. 
So when I first saw it, my my initial initial words to, to Mika was like, "Oh, that is not good." She like, "Why?" And I was like, "Because that that was a regular tackle. He didn't really slam his head on nothing." I was like, and I saw immediately, um, just maybe that's the medic in me, but I saw immediately how Higgins flew into his chest. Like he wasn't, he was running in it at a three quarter to full sprint. Like he was going, trying to, trying to escape something, you know what I'm saying? Trying to escape a tackle. And then when he realized that it was about to impact, he really did kind of like plant his foot and dig in to the impact of the chest. And I just know from being a medic that, um, I first thought, my first initial thought was like, man, I pray to God that something like his aorta didn't just rupture. Mm. But that's what I first said to Mika, because I was like, the impact like that, like that's the way I described it to her was uh, when you were in a car accident um, and you got a seatbelt on and let's say it's 40, 50, 60 mile an hour impact, everything head, head to toe is going to be flying forward. And that seatbelt is going to supposed to hold this. Well, y'all can't see. I'm saying this like y'all can see me. But your chest supposed to hold your chest in. And an impact like that, it can rupture your aorta from the seatbelt locking you in and everything else pulling forward, your ribs, mm-hmm. your whole body just rattling. And it can, it can tear something in your heart, your one of your arteries, and, you know, bleed out. So my first thought was that. But initially – I was like, I said to her, man, that don't look good. I was like, I hope, I hope his heart didn't explode. It was kind of like how I just phrased it to her. I hope the order didn't rupture. And I was like, but I was like, he in the best place possible for that to happen. Because I, I, I know just from watching sports that they have respiratory therapists on the medical team. They have emergency medicine people that's job is to handle emergency like ER type workers. They have physicians of all sorts, whether it be physical therapy, whether it be ophthalmologists. I mean, they have a whole staff. So I knew that it was going to be all hands on deck instantly. Now, what I didn't know, though, is was all that going to be like was that was my thoughts. But I was like, is he going to give us a thumbs up in a minute? Is he going to get up? Did he pass out? Like that, that was just all the thoughts. So I knew when they do that big pan out, I was like, it's a wrap. I was like, my first thought was like, they're going to either play this game super late or not play it at all. Now I already was like, damn. So, I mean, I could go on and on, but that was my, like, initial, that was my initial thought up until that. Yeah, so what did you think? Well, first off, I applaud your informative description of your thoughts because that was that was good <laughs> this nigga said aora hey what what you say that word again <laughs> so nah that was that was good but uh i didn't have all those thoughts because you know i don't know those words but i'm thinking i know it's bad like you said when they pan out they wasn't showing the hit you know what i'm saying and i know just watching sports if it's bad they not gonna show the replay over and over. And it was um, you know, like you said, primetime game. I had some bets on this, so I'm like, they got the ambulance, are they gonna take him out? Like what's what's going on? And they they was not moving him, and then I I heard them say that they started administering CPR. I'm like, oh I don't I don't think I ever heard a situation where they got the dude and they gotta bring him back to life and I'm I'm hearing all this stuff and then they 
I'm like, bro, what's going on? Did he did he die on the field? And then I'm, and then they're talking about warming up for five minutes and then bringing him back on. I'm like, I was just so confused. No, everybody's on Twitter. I'm looking for an update. So that that whole night was just a, what's going on? Like what happened? You um, you speak you spoke about um the CPR. That's when I knew it went from like bad to worse because the expression on the players' faces they were showing was so intently like like full blown crying, full blown panic. Like that's like when something happens in a public place, like mm-hmm. or i.e. Uh, something happens in Iraq in the community of people. Like I've I've seen those expressions on people before, so I was like, my thought was like this. I was like. Like they gotta be doing something crazy, like because people to watch somebody get a breathing tube um, into their mouth—that's a very uh, aggressive thing to comprehend if you're not medically trained to comprehend it. Like mm-hmm. they have a metal piece and they are lift. Your head is like up, so they literally are lifting up your your top your the top of your mouth to create the a big enough circle that they can see. And there's two circles in there. One's your airway, and one's your like stomach. And they gotta, you know, go to the right one. So mm. got a, it has a light on it and everything. But it's it's aggressive. You lifting up, you know, on their mouth to to get that tube in there. So I mean, to watch that on somebody that was just talking to you three minutes ago, gotta be crazy. Right. You know. What I'm saying? Yeah, range yeah. of emotions. Range of emotions. You talked about it, Dizzle, with you know Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the call saying I I guess we're playing football in five minutes they're going to have to start warming up so you see Joe Burrow grab a football with the confused look on his face and start throwing the ball you see Stefan Diggs who was just emotionally crying over what he just saw trying to hype his teammates up to get back on the field to continue to play because that's what normally happens in the NFL game somebody gets hurt they cart them off the field or they walk off the field and you keep on playing and that's just how it goes. And then until the two head coaches came to the middle of the field, they had a conversation, was like, we ain't playing. And that's when they said, we're going to postpone the game, put it on hold. And then eventually they canceled the game. And then all night long at our house, we're just watching, you know, ESPN and ABC trying to, like everybody else, get updates. And you hear Ryan Clark, you hear all the guys talking about it, you hear all the reports from the hospital. It was just like that all night long, and it's like midnight, you know what I'm saying? Like, we think, like, man, the game would be over right now. We would be watching the post game, and we just basically been watching and waiting for updates. Mm-hmm. And then we started getting good news throughout the week. We started hearing, like, all right, man, I wanted to think the doctor said, not only are the lights on, but somebody's homes, meaning, like, that he didn't lose, like, you know, his faculties and his brain thoughts and his neurological processing because, you know, Without the brain getting oxygen for a certain amount of time, you might come back, but you might not be you. So that was good news. And then ultimately, we got the best news. You know, they were able to take out the breathing tube on Thursday night and was able to FaceTime his team, talking to his loved ones that were at the game and at the hospital with him. So we got great news on Friday. Yeah. And one thing that I wanted to say to, like, the the pod community, the people that listen to our pod, that might not know all these medical terms when they hear them. Like a respiratory therapist's job is to handle the neck and above. So their job is to know everything about that. They know everything about the airway and how to, you know, get air to your body. 
cardiologists know everything about the heart. Somebody on the staff know everything about, you know, they have a whole team that know the heart and everything, all the functions. Physical therapy guys, you know, that all body parts, make sure everything's broken, fix it. But I, like, that's important that to know that like he had all those people, mm-hmm. he had paramedics, he had doctors, he had, I mean, and these ain't doctors that get paid a little bit at, you know, so-and-so level. And that's another thing too. Y'all been hearing level one trauma unit. That's, that's the top hospital that's available. There's no other, there's, there's not a higher level in Miami Valley in our area is level one. Um, I think Kettering is a very close, if not level one. Um, I think they are level one as well, but we have some very good hospitals in our area. So like, that's a blessing to have. I think all the big stadiums and big cities have a level one trauma hospital close by, but, or readily available. But to have one two miles away and to have all that, like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it just on my medical experience. You probably don't survive that if that happens anywhere else. I mean, right. That, if that happens, they said that the doctor said that the doctor said, you know, the proximity of the hospital, him being an NFL player, being 24 years old, being in one of the best shapes physically you could possibly be in. And then obviously all the medical professionals on site and reacting and doing their job. Perfectly. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it for probably 30 million people or, or more. Who knows how much people was watching that game? And like, this was spoke of it. I, I'll talk about this later when we get to the sports betting, but I had a bet that Tyler Boyd scored the first touchdown. Tyler Boyd scored the first touchdown. Mm. So within probably five minutes real time, they have paid me that money. Then, being Ohio sports better, they had a little thing. I think it was $50 max. As long as a point was scored, they was going to double your money. Yeah. Well, I got paid like a hundred and something dollars, and then they get, that shit happened. So, I'm looking at my phone. Like, how do I withdraw this quickly? Like, what do I have to do to, like, claim this? I don't know what's going to happen, but it wasn't settled. It was just showing that I want it. It has to settle before you can really get it. So, yeah. confused on all that. Like, it was, and not knowing... That was early on, not knowing that probably until the CPR started, you know, that's when I was like, oh, shit, well, that doesn't matter right now. This motherfucker literally about to die for the NFL. And I want to make sure we talk about this before we get, like, off of it. Having a friend, uh, I'll say, you know, Brandon McKay, that's my guy. We've been friends since my childhood. Having a friend that played in the NFL for, I want to say, six, seven years, uh, if not longer, Having the conversations with him, um, I think either four or five and six for him, or even five, six, seven, uh, was ACL injury, just injuries. So knowing uh, that you had to be at least a four-year player to even get <laughs> up, that shit. <laughs> hold on, wait a second. No, hold on. What? You said who played in the NFL? Brandon McKinney. Oh, I thought you was talking about the other dude, bro. I thought you was talking about the oh, the big the big old lineman. No, I thought you was talking about uh, the dude that was on the pod. McClay, is it McCain? McClain? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit. Oh, like, yo, he, yeah, the treasurer. I'm like, yo, he was in the NFL. <laughs> it's my late. bad. I break the pod early on. I want to say, like our first couple. Yeah. Of- we got to get him back for sure. But um, just like I knew that um, Hamlin, they were talking about he was a second-year player. And my first thought was like, 
they're not gonna pay for this. Like, so that's a whole other thing that we can have if y'all want. But that was on my mind too with all this. I'm like, yo, he going through this, and he about to literally maybe possibly lose his life for this. And yeah. if, if he survives, which he is surviving, right, he'll have to probably have some medical treatment the rest of his life. And yeah. they gonna fix that if they want to save face on this one because everybody oh, on this one. Will. And yeah, I don't players because these players don't get guaranteed money until you get to a certain point. So they gotta yeah. they gotta guarantee these this money. They gotta fix all that like this year. Yeah, I mean and also he's a six round pick. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a first round or a second round pick where you know you you making some real good money. You know, he he making better money than us, but I mean they said he know, made a million, like he had a million dollar contract basically. Yeah, and I mean shoot, you think that I don't know. You think Tom Brady got to set up a GoFundMe to do a toy drive? No, Tom Brady calls whatever connection he has, Toys R Us or Walmart, like, oh, we doing a toy drive. What's y'all donating? A person like this, a six-round pick that, you know, not the massive know about, they have to do that type of thing, you know what I'm saying? Because he ain't about to, like, I have a million-dollar contract, and then I have taxes, I have freaking agent fees, all this type of stuff, so he's not a millionaire, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, so him putting a GoFundMe together for his toy drive is just like something that a normal person would do. So yeah, it got to fix a lot of stuff. Last I saw was seven mil. Woo! Mm. Asking for twenty five hundred. Yeah, man. So then we really start getting the fallout, and the fallout really happened Monday night when uh, Skip got on the Twitter machine and just started, you know, basically moving ahead faster than anybody was ready to move ahead because he sends the, the tweet out if anybody has it up they can read it but um he's basically saying i don't know how the nfl reschedules this game and plays this game and an important line in there which was the last line skip said was all of that seems unimportant right now and i think people really missed that part that skip said in his tweet but when you're a person like skip bayless who is i won't say a shock jock but he says things and to get a reaction out of people. So you get no benefit of the doubt. Nobody's ever going to give him the benefit of the doubt about some of the things that he says. So he gets a backlash. He does undisputed the next morning solo because Shannon Sharp doesn't show up. And then on Wednesday, <coughs> Shannon Sharp shows up for work, starts his opening monologue, 45 seconds into it. Skip Bayless calls a timeout and interrupts him, and the show just goes off the rails from there. Yeah. I I didn't watch a lot of that, but I saw enough of it on Twitter, enough of the, you know, little little minute clips that you see to be able to tell that that, that Shannon and, and I think I saw Steven Jackson, I want to say it was, uh, yeah. I'm a player, um, both kind of gave it to him, you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was a lot going on, a lot going on. Y'all know I'm skeptical because, you know, that boosted the ratings. We all know that controversy sells more than anything. He was trending for about three days. So, you know, he's a smart person. He know his, he knew his tweet was going to do numbers. Um, job calling for his head to a lot of people. So they still are. So. Like, I mean – the tweet I don't I didn't think the tweet was that bad, honestly. I, I think it was overblown. I think it was unnecessary to tweet. It was um, too soon. Yeah. And it was too very too too soon. Um 
Yeah, because but, that tweet came out like at like nine thirty-five. Like, yo, he yeah. just got him in the ambulance. Like, yeah. I, for me, I think like that conversation should have been tabled for Wednesday. Once you figured out he was okay. Yeah, 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 and I mean, at least at least until Wednesday, at least until Wednesday, like to shoot it out. You know, forty-five minutes after he's been on the ground and basically been brought back to life, like it was just like too soon for everybody involved. And I got, you, I got to shout out, uh, believe it or not, a damn Stiller, but hey. shout out Brian Clark, man, because I, I was watching a lot of his post incident coverage, and for him to have gone through, it wasn't as serious as that. That was enough, Kevin. That was enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't as serious as that, as what we saw Monday night, but he was still laid out in the hospital for about a month, and they didn't know if he was going to really walk. Like, he had a really serious injury as well. So for him to even even have gone through that personally and then have to see something that we all have never seen before, and just the words, the things that he was saying, he was already getting getting awesome, like, fuck the NFL, we got to figure this out. Like, he was – but he was doing it very tastefully. So I was really just – I was impressed with Ryan Clark. But Dizzy, you were saying you think you're a little skeptical or you think this is all for clicks and likes and views from Skip? You know, the the uh, back and forth between him and, and, and Shannon, uh, you know, there could be some friction there, but if they really wanted to not have friction, they, I, I think they could play nice, but they choose not to because they know it's going to, Use is going up, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. The numbers is there. So I think I think that's more of a producer of the show thing. When you create a show, you don't get a whole bunch of people on there that always agree. For instance, on the View, you have Whoopi Goldberg, and then uh, you have some uh, who is very liberal, and then you have somebody that is a Republican, a staunch Republican. So you don't want to have a show that constantly people that's a, a an opinion-based show that are always going to agree you know what i'm saying it, it just that just doesn't work it doesn't spark both sides of the table so to speak so i think the bringing them together obviously was purposeful because like all right this person thinks one way this person is a former player they think that way this should create fireworks and just off a natural reaction so i think initially that's how a lot of these shows are constructed but you know, the personalities see that, and sometimes I do believe they, they turn it up a notch. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, Stephen A. Smith, like, you know, we see him every uh, day on ESPN on First Take. Like, yeah, he doesn't like the Dallas Cowboys, but does he dislike the Dallas Cowboys that much that he's wearing a Cowboys hat sparking up a cigar every time they lose? Like, no, it's, <laughs> it's, everything that we watch on TV is a form of entertainment. So, yeah, I believe that they turn it up a notch. I would truly believe that it would be super distasteful if Skip said that to try to get a reaction as opposed to, like, that's how he truly feels. If he truly feels that way, it is what it is. But if you're just trying to get that reaction out of people, I think that is even more distasteful. Just to give some context for people that's listening, January 2nd, Monday, 9.30 p.m., no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial, or yes, yeah, crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. And that's the part that people exactly. didn't see or don't choose to see, because I mean, he did say it 
in there like it just don't matter but when you're a person that is always pushing the buttons and pushing the buttons of a lot of popular athletes out there it just rubs people the wrong way and you get no benefit of the doubt and speaking of that they officially canceled the game between the bills and the Bengals. that game won't be played so now that brings us into the final week of the nfl season so now we're going to be doing potential coin flips for the afc championship game and matter of fact, with the Cincinnati Bengals and Ravens, if the Ravens win, they get a coin flip opportunity to have the game at home. But if the Bengals win, they guarantee the game at home. Killer, you being a Cincinnati Bengals fan, obviously removing the seriousness of the Lamar Hamlin situation, how do you feel about this happening to your Cincinnati Bengals? Honestly and, and, and truthfully, I feel like we kind of got – a little bit screwed in this situation. Now, there's no really fair way to handle this because there's going to be even amount of games played for each team, for these teams now. So, <laughs> but it boils down to just like it did last year, you just got to handle your business. So, yeah. you got to go out there and handle your business. If you're losing this late in the season anyway, it's about to be over for you anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, playoffs just start early. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, did they ever say about are they are they going straight into the Super Bowl or are they? Or are they no, they it, it, it's same schedule, same schedule. Okay. They're gonna so, get a week off before the Super Bowl, and it's gonna run as normal. Tennessee situations, like do they? If if they ultimately are going to meet in the AFC Championship game, it'll be a coin flip on where they're, they're going to be. So I think the destinations will be either Indianapolis or Detroit. So most likely Indianapolis. I, I feel bad for Cousins. And the same thing with the, uh, the, the I think it's the same thing with the Bengals and Bills. If they meet in the uh, playoffs, it will be a coin flip on the destination or a neutral site game. Cousin D was actually at the game. Oh, wow. And, um, I was texting with him, like, you know what's going on. And he, like, kind of like, this is, like, early, like, when it, when it first, first happened. He was, like, I mean, we the was on the field, and we kind of can, you know, see that people ain't really feeling it, but we can't really tell what's going on. And I was, like, like talking about he laid up and they possibly doing CPR. And, like, when that got announced is when we started talking. And um, he said, like, everybody was kind of on their phones in the stadium, so everybody was kind of rumbling the same kind of things. Um and then uh, they never really announced that the game was suspended. Like, everybody just got on the word on their phone and started leaving. Like, it was still, you know, the ambulance had left. They were still saying temporarily suspended on the board. And when I told him that it was suspended, he said they had never announced it. And they was a few people sitting there still kind of hoping they was going to come back. So it was – so he he went down there for that. Um, I've heard – I'm not sure how clear I heard this, but – um, I'm not, they have to, if they get the home game, are they going to re- request or do something with these tickets that people had, or is it just done and they it's over? So I ain't heard nothing yet. I ain't heard nothing yet. I would be asking Mike Brown for a refund, though. Run me back or get, give me a tickets to, uh, first game of the season next year or something. I know it was him, his son. Or, or some Cincinnati Music Fest tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, him, his son, and I want to say his, his son's friend or a family member, but you know, it was, it was kind of like taking the kids that, that really remember this kind of game, their first kind of game, bang, Bengals game, and for that to happen, they only got first quarter in. It's, 
they ain't going to forget that one forever. So. Factual, factual. More NFL news. Former Browns running back Peyton Hillis. He's in critical condition as well, man. He saved his kids from drowning on Thursday in a Florida beach. So we want to send thoughts and prayers to him, man. And, you know, that story really got buried because everything that was happening with uh, Hamlin, but we definitely wanted to show him some love as well. But, Dizzle, yeah. you got major questions about the NBA. The association is going crazy right now. What's good? You tell me, man, because motherfuckers is dropping 50 left and right. Uh, Lori Marketing dropped 49 the other day. Uh, LeBron is back-to-back 40-point performances, balling out. Uh, who was it? Donovan Mitchell just scored 71. Mm-hmm. That's right on the hills of Luka putting up historic numbers, Giannis, like the list list goes on, man. I'm thinking like is this is this the new NBA? Like niggas dropping fifty every other night? Is this the new regular? Yes. This is the new regular. <laughs> this is this is this is the new regular. It's gonna these performances are gonna happen more and more frequently, just like a couple years ago, uh when Westbrook started just racking up triple doubles, and then he was the only one doing it. And then now everybody does it, and then nobody looks at a triple double the same. Just like, oh yeah, we got a triple double. It just is what it is. Like it's the it's the modern NBA, and mm-hmm. modern NBA just constantly evolves and changes. And especially when you're a player like Luca and Donovan Mitchell. Well, I love Donovan Mitchell, but I would like to see Evan Mobley get the ball a little bit more. But that's a story for another day like dudes are so ball dominant they control everything and much of this is a branch of lebron like this is all really lebron's doing so to speak and i don't mean that in a negative way but like when you're as talented as lebron james hey man why why do we need a point guard (laughs) like (laughs) let's get another dude that can shoot because i can do everything i can rebound i can pass i'll run the show and now we have everybody doing that and Players that are not even on the same caliber as a LeBron James are, hey, man, here's the ball. You control everything. Make it happen. Much like in the early 2000s where it was the Allen Iverson show, many dudes out here were scoring 20-plus points, at a high 20-point-plus per game, but they wasn't Allen Iverson. But that, that's how the game was being played. Like, I guess it's the, the new way. So it's just a modern day of the NBA. Facts, because... I also saw that I was watching that Denver uh, Clipper game, and <laughs> they was down big. I want to say Oklahoma City and Orlando. I mean, it was a, yeah, Celtics had a bad lot. It was so many teams this week that was down 30, 40 points. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, like, the defense is trash. At, like, I want to say I was watching New Orleans. Yeah. Is the defense trash, or do teams just wave the white flag way earlier than they used to? That's what I was about to say. Like, I saw early on in the maybe, like, they was down, like, 12, like, down in that range. But enough to where you, you get a couple good buckets, couple run a couple good plays. Y'all not tripping about the score. You're down 8, you're down 7, you're down 6, whatever. It was early on where, like, nine straight possessions, threes, 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 everybody. <laughs> and the Cavs. The FanDuel had a bet that the Cavs get a three-pointer in the game, they double your money. Cavs started started a game like 0 for 12. I knew they were going to hit a three eventually. But, I mean, no one was – like, I mean, everybody's just pulling from three. Hit or miss. Like, it don't even matter. And 
that's what the part that's like getting frustrated being this old now. Like now that I'm to the age where I done seen basketball play two different ways. Like there's other ways to come back besides just launching the three all the time. I mean, that's all that's all that it be. And that is why a player like Kevin Durant and a Giannis will always be great. Because Kevin Durant can hit the mid range, he can hit the three, he can go to the rim, and Giannis fucking dunks everything. So players like that will always be great, no matter what, because when that three ball ain't falling, guess what? I'ma just Giannis, I'm gonna take this Euro travel and dunk it. Mm-hmm. KD, I'ma just head fake, pump fake, mid range, got him. While you out here jacking up these forty footers and breaking, I'm gonna keep eating these twos. So it's just a modern NBA. It's all good. It's still highly entertaining. Golden era. I'm, I'm saying it now, man. It's, this is the, <laughs> we are living right now in the golden era of basketball. I don't know about that. <laughs> Why you say that? I saw I saw a Gumby looking nigga coming out next year. That's supposed to be nice. So they they might be a new wave of seven footers out there. I can't say Skip. it. Nabi, what's his name? Wimbenyama. <laughs> oh, I think we got age, bro. Skill level is through the roof. Everybody got a handle, like everybody. Man, everybody. Bro, we could name like ten guards that would be like in the top. Like, come on, man. And then you talking about the OGs still producing? Like Kevin Durant is an OG at this point, and he's in the MVP race. What do you? Hold on, what you making a face for? You, you said yeah, oh, you said OGs, and now I said LeBron and KD. So Steph? he's an OG. He's a, Steph ain't even playing right now. But okay, no, they I, won the championship last year. I'm sad. Like okay, I, I'm just trying to get a clear definition. Not arguing, <laughs> just ask the question. <laughs> These are so, the OGs of the league. So how many years invested in the league do you consider an OG? 12 plus. 12 plus. I I would go a little higher than that, but okay. okay. Everybody ain't LeBron, bro. That's what I was about to say. Like You thinking like Udonis has little Nah, nigga. That's another, yeah, that's exactly. Another, like, nah, like I, <laughs> I, I just think a little far-fetched, you'd be like – the OGs is, is putting in work. Like, well, LeBron's putting in work. KD's putting in work. Uh, Steph is. Is, is. is James Harden putting in work? Is Russell putting in work? Like, yes. <laughs> putting in work? <laughs> Bro, we talking about a six being, man that's being, a triple being double threat every night. A threat and, and, and being a competent basketball player and putting in work is two different things. Being a, a good basketball player, being able to do something is two totally different things. Putting in work, putting in KD's work. Kevin's putting in work. Yeah. Steph's putting in work. LeBron's yes. putting in work. That's all. Th- bro, those that's are three OGs. Yeah. How many? I, that's all you need. Those I, I would have. OGs, they, they put their work. Kevin's like, in the MVP conference. I would like to at least get to a second handball before I say, man, the OGs is putting it down. Man. The the OGs the the true OGs and and those are the top those those dudes are top ten NBA players of all time. That's what I'm saying. This is the golden era where the OGs are still prime. They're playing like they in a prime on top of random niggas scoring seventy. That exactly randos nigga. (laughs) That's that's bro. It's it's great players throughout the league. The bet like Donovan Mitchell. 
Who who would have even have thought random. that he would? Yeah, he random. Yeah, you he random. Donovan Mitchell was pretty random, bro. <laughs> he ain't, bro. We're we're talking about the like the greats. We're talking about an era of basketball. Where does Don, Donovan Mitchell? What top twenty? Top top fifteen? Random. Bro, we're talking about a uh uh like you could have said you could have said you could have said Lori Marketing was random and I think we Very all did that. Oh, but Donovan Mitchell random? Bro. Random. So Donovan Mitchell is a, a jag, just a guy in the NBA. Nah. But we're, well, that's we're, talking scoring, we're talking about somebody scoring 70. I'm not just talking about a good player. We're not thinking about Donovan Mitchell scoring 70. I'm just saying that. Also scored. Yeah, he scored. He scored fifty before. Him and um, him and Murray got crazy in the bubble. Yeah. Man, I think I think y'all are missing. I think fifteen to seventy one. I think I think y'all are missing what I'm I'm trying to say is break it down, boss. I'm listening. This era has twenty to thirty players that can randomly drop 50 and then a random 10 that can drop 70. Like we was not expecting, nobody's expecting Donovan Mitchell to drop 71 and no other era. Are you, do you have, I don't think anybody was expecting Kobe to drop 81. Like it, it happens. Like dudes get extremely hot and they get busy because they super talented. But I think the, that the way the game is played, you get way more opportunities Niggas is not out here running uh, a, a triangle offense. They're not running a, a offense. It is, hey, best player, here's the basketball. Do whatever the hell you want to do. We're going to run a high pick and roll. If they come off of you, swing it over here. If they don't, go all the way to the rim or pull up and shoot a three. Like the amount, the the usage is through the roof for individuals. If you put uh, Allen Iverson and say, hey, man, the usage is all yours, we're you don't ever have to dump it down into the post of the big man. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. They would do the exact same thing that these dudes so, do. So to prove my point, you just named Kobe Bryant and Allen Iverson. Is Donovan Mitchell even in a stratosphere of those players? That's what makes him random. I think that Donovan Mitchell can be better than Allen Iverson. And one thing that I want to add to that. That shows the difference in the two NBAs because if there was a lot of NBA players back then that if they were allowed the green light that is allowed now would be would have them 40, 50, Clay Thompson 60, 37 points in a quarter games. Like we had a, there was enough players then that could shoot, but offensive, offensively, you in that three, you might be playing more of a big. Maybe playing more of a two sometimes. Like it, it was way. Now the three is just another guard. I just like uh, Mikael Bridges shoots a, shoots twelve threes a game. I mean, like, and that's all he do. Yeah. Like, like so. I mean, I I think the 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 change in how offensives are is ran is going to create a fuller pot of players that have these bigger games. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree with that because they definitely is chucking them up. But <laughs> I do think this is the golden era where you have a pool of 30 niggas that could go off on any night. I want to see this for a longer stretch of time, and I definitely want to see this in 
the playoffs. And the biggest thing for me is what I talked about earlier. Like, I just think, like, teams just give up way too early. Like, oh, well, the game is over. Like, you get down 15 and, like, they just basically mail it in. Like, they don't – there's no attempt to try to make a comeback. There's no no jump defense. There's no three-quarters trap. There's no full-court press. There's none of that. There is no – they just – Hope, all right, man, it, it, it's a make-or-miss league. You just hope they get cold, you, they start missing their threes, and you start making yours. Like, I think that's a, a form of basically waving the white flag. And another thing is, especially like this year, so many guys are trying to get – I can't pronounce the young man's name. You can do it very well, A. Dizzle. Wambani. Wambanyama. Wambanyama. People are tanking for him. So, like, they're giving up. Like, yeah, man, we want more lottery balls so we can go get this guy. Like, the Houston Rockets, like, they're not trying to win basketball games. Shit, the Utah Jazz, they're winning by accident because they don't want to <laughs> win games. Like, the Orlando Magic, they don't want to win. Like, there's so many teams not actively trying to win. I think that balloons a lot of stats as well. One one person I thought about while y'all was having your argument that was great by the way. I no like, argument, discussion, healthy discussion. <laughs> it was like tennis. The, the blue box on Skype was like boop boop. <laughs> but somebody that I thought of was the big dog. Does anybody know who the big dog is? But his name was Glenn Robinson. Yes, sir. And he played the three, but could play the four. He could play the two. And I somebody like him in this office now. His career high. I had to look it up while y'all was while y'all was debating like uh like the uh house um uh, <laughs> government. <laughs> oh man, high ass mess <laughs> happening over there right now. But I had to look it up. His career high is twenty five points. Like that don't even sound right to me, knowing the kind of player he is. Glenn Robinson's career high is not twenty five points. I just I just googled most most points in the game for his Robinson. son. That's his son. Glenn Robinson. Oh, I do the third. You're right. My fault. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I thought he. I thought he was. A, I thought he had some some dog games. Here we no, go. Man. Maybe it's 52. This might be. Yeah, it. I think it's like 50. Imagine that nigga scoring 71, bro. Random. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would That's be random as fuck. That's to 97. I found it. <laughs> How much? 52 points against the Mavericks in 97. But I still think he could even have more in this type of offense today. That, oh, that, was, my, sure. that was my argument. Was that for sure? For sure. It's, just, it's just a different. It's just a different era. It's almost like if you look at it, um, for the sport that I follow, college football, how the quarterbacks are mobile quarterbacks now. So they throwing for three thousand, rushing for a thousand. Like that. That really blew up in the the the, the mid two thousands. If you take a quarterback, like I don't know. Uh, a Charlie Ward and put them in today's offense. Or matter of fact, not even don't even got to go back that far. If you took a Troy Smith and put him in today's offense, he would be putting up the same stats. But you know, he played in an era where it was like, all right, we're gonna hand the ball off a ton. It's just it's just a different era, and I ain't dissing it. I'm enjoying it. I love it. Shit, Alvin Mitchell play for the team that I root for. Let's get it. <laughs> I mean, I love a I love a good. 30 straight threes in the NBA game. That's, that's <laughs> make or miss. That's exciting to see because they, let me just, the thought of pulling like that all game, it's fun NBA to watch. Let's get it. But shoot, man, we still got a whole bunch of topics to get to. Killer, what's the gambling update, man? What's going on with y'all on the gambling scene? 
Well, um, for me personally, uh, things are great. Um, I have been managing this free money very well. Um, been trying to make sensible bets um, with the free bets. And then I've been playing around because I think I've deposited maybe $100 now at this point throughout the site. So um, I have won some bets. So I have some money on all these different sites. But, like, I still got some free bets to play on a bunch of them. So um, the money that I have on there is sitting. If, if it's not sitting, it's already been withdrawn. Um, so I had a, I had a $500 week. I'll say it. I'm proud of it. So, <laughs> I withdrew 500 this week, um, first week of a betting, um, trying to make sure I bring some of that back and not gamble it back, like increasing my amounts that I'm wagering. I've been doing a lot of parlays, which I'll go ahead and admit are the stupidest bets to make in gambling. Please do not go out there and try to make three and four or five game parlays. Um, I've been guilty, doing it. guilty, guilty. I've been doing it as, as well, but. I've been setting the max, $10. With their money, with their money, though. I'm yeah. using their money. $10 regardless, though, is the max. Um, I'll, you put in there $40, $50, and you see that 1000 that 3000 that 5000 and it's like, ooh, baby, but I'm cool with that $160. That'll be, that'll be just fine. So so exactly. I've been setting, the, setting my limits because um, I want to, one, stretch this out because I like to do it, and I don't want to start putting my money into it. And then for two, um I've made it a rule where any bet that I hit is going to be over $100. So that's how I'm betting. So if I hit a bet, I'm withdrawing 50 And I've been sticking to that. So every day I get a little alert, got depositing your account, cool. I know what it is, another 50 So I withdrew. I, I hit a, uh, I did hit a three-man parlay uh, day one Damn. on uh, MGM. That paid me 350 So I had a good start to day one. <laughs> that screenshot if you want to see it. It's, it's nice. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna need you to start putting more of your bets in the chat. <laughs> I had to send y'all a couple that I've hit. Um, Nigga been losing left and right. I'm only down to twenty bucks. I only have twenty more free dollars left to use. Oh, been going Man. like I I have one twenty five dollar bet left on DraftKings, and I got like uh, actually I was down to my last ten on FanDuel. But they did, mm-hmm. you know, the match deposit. They hit me with that alert this morning. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll I'll give you another fifty bucks to get the fifty. So I'm playing around with like sixty bucks, and like I said, once that shit is gone, nigga, we good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I got I got over a hundred on um, three of them, and I withdraw some money. So, and I think I got. I want to say I want to. I have. Can, can I ask you a personal question? Because I I feel like FanDuel fucked up, and I'm, I'm gonna get in trouble. But they gave me a lot of free money. Mm-hmm. So how much free money did you get from FanDuel? Do you recall? Uh, two hundred dollars. Is I either want to say one hundred or two hundred, but I'm I'm leaning towards one hundred. You know how much they gave me? Four hundred and fifty dollars. God damn! Well, you. You you you've been getting down before, so, so maybe I, they reward you. Like, does my status in the FanDuel atmosphere of playing these lineups does that did that play a role? Because they gave me a hundred dollar credit, a hundred fifty dollar credit, and a two hundred dollar credit, and I could select which credit I wanted to use 
and then what and then change the wager out of that pot that was left. So I still got the hundred and fifty and the hundred one. I mean the hundred and fifty and two hundred one left. I don't even play with the hundred. That's your mm. mad love, B. Right. So I'm trying to I'm trying to make some. Super Bowl, I'm trying to make some future bets. I'm trying to just hold on to some of this money long term to when the time comes, I'm like, man, I wish I could bet on this. Like, oh, I already did. I'm going to piss off <laughs> all my masters, all, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to get all that out the way with some of this free money and then and then manage it from there. That's kind of my plans today is start picking some of these future bets. I can dig it, man. What about you, Dizzle? How are things going, man? Nah, it's it's slow motion, man. He said nah. Loss, <laughs> loss, loss after loss. I think I might have won one bet out of, out of all the ones I done placed. I'm a parlay motherfucker though, so I've been trying to make a make two dollars turn into a thousand. You know? <laughs> okay, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. How big are we going on the parlays here? So I've learned that the most I need to do is four or five max. But how many? It was like eight, you know what I'm saying? Uh, eight leg parlay? Yeah. I, I ran a seven one, and the only one that messed me up was the Denver uh, Clipper game when they was getting blown out. I had Clippers winning, and I knew early on that wasn't about to happen. But I had one. Yeah. I picked like all the, I picked a couple of college basketball games. I think I had three college basketball and three NBA, and then that. So. Nah, big L. Big L's over here. So, so since I'm like new to this and I even like when I go to Las Vegas, I don't even gamble. I'm I'm just a sucker, man. I just I just I just can't do it. So I have difficulty putting money down on a team that I have no vested interest in. So I've really only put money down on my team. Like today, Syracuse plays at Virginia. They are a ten and a half point underdog. So I'm going to bet on the team that I root for. To win. And if they win, great, because they won, and I'll make some money. So I'm about to probably put like 15, 20 bucks on them to beat Virginia, even though I know it's probably not going to happen. So that's that's like my voting, I mean, my uh, gambling situation. This was, the, I sent y'all the screenshot. I forgot I had a $50 free bet. It, it, MGM make you bet big, so I went ahead and did it, but actually hit. So it's a, it's yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, 1-800-GAMBLER, by the way. 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> <laughs> Another story around sports is Dana White on New Year's Eve, uh, a week ago from today when we're taping, uh, he got into a physical altercation with his wife at a club and TMZ leaked the audio, well not audio, but the video and it made waves on social media and the mainstream media really hasn't picked it up. It's been talked about on other podcasts. I know Stephen A. and Molly talked about it for like a quick segment on first take, but why y'all think this really isn't catching waves like it should be? Y'all know why, man. Y'all know why. I feel like white folks get a pass, bro. From the energy that was given to Kyrie for not getting a shot, I ain't seen the energy like that on anything else, bro. The news ran that in the mud. Black folks around all the sports media was hype as hell to condemn him. Um, and I ain't seen energy like that since. I think – go ahead, go ahead. Killer. I was about to say that for the video to show two clean contacts, I mean, it wasn't 
It wasn't like you didn't see it. Like everybody, everybody can see it, you know. And it's like it do show a diff- there's two different sides of the coin. For sure, I, I I agree with y'all, but I also think it has a lot to do with their relationship between them and ESPN. You know, they play a, they show a lot of UFC on especially on uh, with that uh, ESPN Plus. So like they got that relationship out there. I think once this Demar Hamlin stuff um, subsides and you know we get more positive information about him and more positive information about Peyton Hillis. I think things are about to start to heat up. I know he issued an apology talking about they were both drunk and yada, yada, yada. I even seen somebody say, like, oh, well, she hit him first. Look, man, if this was a player in Mm -hmm. any sport, if this was a player in the NBA, NFL, hockey, they would be raking him over the coals. Like, they raked the guy, the head coach for Texas. He got – fired from being Texas head coach, that was bigger news than this. That's why I'm saying, like, I think it's their relationship that's going on between ESPN and Dana White. So, like I said, the coach from Texas, he got fired, and that wasn't even on video. He just got arrested, you know what I'm saying? But we got video of this dude putting his hands on her, man. So hopefully the mainstream media really starts to give us the credit that it deserves. We got the national championship on Monday night, TCU, Georgia. Who you got? I want. I don't care about who you got, cause I'm a gambling man. Um, <laughs> I just want to know who to bet on. But uh, if I had to pick, not not watching much college football other than who those both two teams playing last week, I really want to see TCU pull it off. But I think Georgia just Georgia, they offense explosive. Yeah, who's the, uh, who's the who's the underdog? TCU. TCU. I'm putting money on them. I'm trying to see my shit shit double, triple. (laughs) Not only was I already rooting for TCU once Ohio State uh, lost to Georgia, unfortunately, but they are the underdog. So I not only have money on them, I am rooting Mm -hmm. for them to win it as well. So hopefully it'll be a great (laughs) Monday night, not only for me, rooting-wise, but money-wise. Go Horn Frogs. So I pick Georgia. I'm right on the pod. I bet on TCU, I'm happy. So, yeah. <laughs> then, uh, and then Shaq said if TCU wins, uh, he will eat horned frogs on on uh, inside the NBA. So more incentive. <laughs> factual, factual. Got a little bit of hip-hop talk to get into before we slide up out of here, man. Is Versus over? Versus dead? Because the last one went down in June with Mario and Amarion, and I ain't heard shit about Versus until I heard Wiz Khalifa talk about he wants to do a Versus with Lil Wayne. So Versus, is is it over? What, what happened? I I would say quickly that the Versus that we know and love will never, ever be that way again because everybody was in the house. Yeah. Not in the house. People work first shift. People work second shift. People work third shift. People, people don't work. People work all day. People, you know, on cruises for six months out of the year, you know, whatever. So when everybody was sitting down, it was easy to, I mean, we all did it and I'll never forget it. It was great to have a whole day to run to the store with your mask just to go get some liquor, <laughs> go get a t-shirt, literally shopping to put on some clothes to have a kickback with your family. And watch something on TV that was amazing. Like, 
that won't happen again in that form or fashion because we out we outside. So I think it's over yeah. for the way we consumed it and the way we love it. Now that that's that's it, man. It was a great run, uh, a, a fr- moment in time that will not be forgotten. But we never there's there's rumors about a Jermaine Dupree versus Puff Daddy or So So Def versus Bad Boy, and I will be tuned in for that if it happens. I will I, right. I will see with you. It, it it will take a listeners to have people watch it. They gotta be straight atomic dogs. Yes, I the only thing about the bad boy verse so so deaf is if it's strictly Puff and JD out there just playing their hits, dancing, having a grossing and joking, of course it'd be a good time because both guys are highly entertaining. But I really I'm really here for the performances. Uh and obviously the big dog from Bad Boy has been gone for over 25 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, the person that I'm dying to see, I'll never see again before, B.I.G. So, it's going to have a little little stain on it, a little stank on it. It's not going to hit the same. It's not going to hit as hard as it potentially could. So, I think Versus is it's got to have something major. Got to have a major player in there for people to really, the masses, to come back to Versus the way it was. But, uh, for lack of a better word, versus is was a moment in time for those two years for sure. So yeah, have y'all checked out any of these Keith Murray interviews on the Art of Dialogue podcast? I have not. Mm-mm. All right, an even better question is, Dizzle, do you know who Keith Murray is? <laughs> that I should I should have started with that. You know, sometimes I feel like y'all be insulting my hip hop culture, you know, intelligence, I will say I know one Keith Murray song. <laughs> How you say that and get followed up with that statement? I thought you was about to be like, of course, man, he killed nah. it on Cosmic Slop. Like, <laughs> I will say the uncut video of Fatty Girl is one of my all-time favorites. I salute you. <laughs> I salute you. Good job. Shout out to BT Uncut. That's how I know uh, Keith Murray. What an era! So for people that don't know who Keith Murray is, Keith Murray came out in the uh, the early mid nineties. He was down with Redman, Eric Sermon, Def Squad. Uh, good rapper, good rapper. Now, of course, he went away just like most nineties rappers. Like they do the the best of the nineties tour or whatever, and you really all hear from him. But now Keith Murray is on the Art of Dialogue podcast just spilling the tea about his life and his sexual encounters with foxy brown shauna and things of that nature and at first not even at first it is hilarious because he's super animated just like how he rhymes but like it started to get kind of like concerning because it's like why are you telling all these stories from back then and it's almost puts me in a place of like just just write a book you know, there's a lot of hip hop guys that write a book, and I really don't have a problem with it. But this is just started to like be like kiss and tail type of situations that kind of is rubbing me like the wrong way. It's still funny, but it's <laughs> weird. And uh, shout out to the art of dialogue. This is definitely putting them on the map. They're having a very Vlad TV type of interviews. They get celebrities. They talk to them about their life and everything like that. So shouts out to them for 
putting this info out here. But yeah, man, do yourself a favor. Go ahead and watch Keith Murray's interviews on the Art of Dialogue. Check those out. You will not be disappointed. All right, we got <laughs> we got some TV talk. Obviously, I've watched the first episode of BMF season two. So has Killer Dizzle. You have not yet. All good, no problem. But we can still do season two predictions. What are some season two predictions for BMF? Dizzle, what you got? Uh, hopefully we get a Lala sex scene, because I think I saw Lala. Is Lala on the show now? Correct. I'm predicting she busting it down. She <laughs> <laughs> love she making her for, bust it down, boy. That's what I'm saying. She on there for a reason. Let's not play. <laughs> and it ain't for acting? <laughs> not, not so much. Nah. That's my only prediction because I don't even I don't know what's going on this season. I have no idea. Drugs. Did I think we also saw Monique? Is Monique on this season? Yes, Monique. Uh, uh, what's her name from Saturday Night Live? Black lady. She on there too. Yeah, got lots of Leslie. Leslie. Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. Yeah, Leslie Jones. Yeah, <laughs> she's on there. What you got, Killer? Well, my prediction has to be worded very carefully so I don't fuck this up for this one. But I predict that someone that we know in this show is going to cause a hell of a lot of shit. And by causing that shit, I think one of the brothers, or somebody really close, I think there'll be a lot of death. That's what I'm trying to say. It's going to be a lot of people getting shot. A lot of people, they don't know if they're going to live or die. It's going to be intense. I think we're going to get a lot of that this year based off kind of what the first episode showed. Um, my season prediction is more like a season three prediction. I am smelling time jump. Because we're like in like 1985, 1986. I'm smelling we are going to jump to uh, the 9-9 over the 2000 by season three. I'm smelling time jump up in here. So that means we're going to take it down to the ATL. So... I'm I'm expecting a, a time jump here very very soon, and also this is not a spoiler for the episode Dizzle, but Killer when the mama slapped the daughter. <laughs> you, don't get, you, don't, you don't get that in this era, man. You know we talked about crazy Walmart stories, man. I see kids acting a donkey, and the parents is taking it. And, and I saw that mama slap that daughter, and I was like, yeah, I was cheering on. <laughs> like that's what you need to do. You need to put these little motherfuckers in check. And the, random, random, but I just thought it needed to be said. And I'll add this, it's not a spoiler. The way Terry hit that wall, she said, hit something in my house again. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly the mama that I was afraid of, and it was like 30 in my neighborhood. Flashbacks, flashbacks to my <laughs> childhood, boy. Definitely flashbacks, man. Shoot, man, we got a couple quick hitters before we slide up out of here, man. In Louisiana, man, it's going down, man. Uh, Louisiana, you now must show an ID to view porn online. Thank goodness Dizzle has gave up porn, but you got to show an ID. Where you need me at? Where they need me to upload. If they're ever down in New Orleans or anything like that, you're going to have to show your ID before you you know, load things into your spike bank. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I'll take it because having a soon-to-be 15-year-old, a soon-to-be 14-year-old, 
I don't need them having readily access to those things at a click of a click of a dime, like just instantly. Cause at least I had to walk or I had to wait my turn for the tape. You know what I'm saying? I had, <laughs> it was a process. It wasn't just when I wanted it right now. So I got, I'm cool with the ID. <laughs> I am too, man. It shouldn't be so easy to get, man. We had to <laughs> get our porn in our day. Uh, <laughs> Governor Mike DeWine signs a bill. It is uh, 288, so distracted driving. Ohio drivers can now be pulled over for holding their phone as they drive. You know, it's amazing. Mm. People I see on the fucking highway. Sorry, wife. Wife told me stop cussing so much on the pod. So many people driving with their knees on the freaking highway texting and driving. I've seen people FaceTiming while they're texting or FaceTiming while they're driving on the highway. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with this. With this, yeah. 100%. I just don't want it to be mistaken when I'm trying to switch music, man. That's it. That's my only gripe. But nah, that's that, that's a that's a good bill, you know. Uh, I'm just not trying to get caught up while I'm while I'm shuffling playlists. Definitely, or changing podcast episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Up. Yeah, I, I'm with it 100% as well. Um. I think. Me and Kev commute the most. Kev by far commutes the most. I say because he, he drives everywhere. I drive to or from the same couple of spots. But the amount of like reckless decisions I be seeing people make just this week, um, going to my VA appointment, y'all are familiar with 75 South and the 741 exit. Come mm-hmm. off that exit, there's two lanes that run railroad tracks and you go towards GM. I wasn't hip. I don't know if this is a continuous thing because I'll never go that way, but it was traffic from like the highway all the way to basically, uh, what's that, uh, what's that road? Uh, the main, Dorothy Lane. Yeah. It, it was traffic all the way in the left lane, all the way through two, three lights. It was just one big line of people. So I went to the right lane, went past it, busted the UE and turned right and got ahead of all that. But, as I turned right, it was two cars that was, I don't know, was one cut in front of the other or what. When they got the green light to turn left, they started trying to hit each other coming up Dorothy Lane. they going up the hill, flying, flooring it. I had to go over into the other side of the traffic, like into the lane y'all coming towards me. Cause I, just, I was on top of the hill to see no cars coming and let fly past. Like, it was crazy. Like, wow. This I've seen cars try to cut in front of the RTA bus and, you know what I'm saying, hit the curb. I mean, I've seen all kinds of shit. So people driving crazy. They got to, they got to fix this. They got to, they got to get people back on track, especially with mine asking, can she drive? So, uh, mm. yeah, got to get it under control. Absolutely, man. Dizzle, you wanted to shout out Vic Mensa and Chance the Rapper, man. Yeah. Um, it feels like I'm seeing more and more notable folks going back to their roots uh visiting ghana um i don't know if y'all have done like 23 and me or or ancestry to kind of see where your heritage is from but they you know they they've found their lineage in, in ghana and have been going back and forth um chance the rapper and Vic Mensa are putting on a benefit concert raising money out there um i know michael blackson uh also in ghana just opened up a free school Dope. for for folks out there and i forgot there's another person that literally just opened up a well that's going to be uh 
providing water to so many different uh, parts of that area that they're from. But now, just cool thing to see, man. People with some some notoriety, with some money, being able to give back and uh, to folks that that need it, and um, kind of going back tracing their roots. Have y'all ever done Ancestors? Ancestry.com or 23andMe? I wish I could. I, I, uh, I can't, I, I, well, I can, but being mixed, I don't want to know, I don't want to know how much I want to know about my mom's past <laughs> and not being raised by my father. I don't know how much of a surprise I want to get from that either. So, I, 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 like, it, it does very much interest me, but for everybody else's story, I'd be like, dope. I only want to know my. <laughs> <laughs> my brother did it, um, and I gotta look at my email because I have the information. But I don't. I, don't, I guess I don't need to do it since we same mom, same dad. It should be the same information. Um, but yeah, he did it, and I, I gotta look it up because I don't remember much. But I'm black. I don't, you know, I ain't got no Irish, and you know, I'm not from. Uh, Antarctica, you know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm black. I'm, I'm, I'm from there. Yeah, I, you know, I used to look at it as like, for what? Like, I don't, I don't get it. But then me and the wife had a conversation about it, and she opened my eyes to a lot of different things. Like, well, shoot, what if this? What if this? And you know, you know, you, you talk about you want to travel the world and, and see places you've never been before. Why wouldn't you want to know where you come from? Maybe that's a place that you want to go. So I thought about that, and then, you know, I I would be willing to do it. I haven't done it. I do have, I'm a little leery about giving up, like, that type of personal information to a mm-hmm. website randomly. Um, I do know a lot about my family history just from my grandmother and some of the things that uh, I learned from my dad. But it's something I might do uh, later in the future, you know, when, uh, you know, when I hit this mega millions that, is over uh, $1.1 billion after nobody won last night. Maybe I'll do it after that. Y'all obviously are going to play, right? Hell yeah. I need all that. I need all that cash option. Pocket. You ain't playing? You ain't dizzle? You're not playing? I don't know, man. I feel like, I don't know, man. It's rigged. I just can't see myself winning. It's just uh, the the odds. If you believe, you can achieve. I'm about to say, I believe for you because if I'm <laughs> doing a pod every Sunday on location somewhere else, and y'all y'all just coming with me on the jet. Come on, with me. <laughs> now you know what it is, Killer. He gonna play. He just don't want to tell us because he know he gonna be bumming for money. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, let me hold some. Right. Cause I will ask. Ain't no shame in my game, nigga. I will ask, nigga. But yeah. nah, man, I- I'm definitely gonna play. I mean, when it when it gets to the billion, you have to play. I believe on. I think it was was it Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. Um, there was no jackpot winner, but there were several people that won four million dollars. I'll settle for that. Yeah. I'll sell for anything that got a comma in it. Facts. <laughs> Man, there it is. A Saturday episode of You Can't Make This Up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We out till next week. Peace. Yes, sir.